and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just around 15 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and joining me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm good. I'm excited to jump on a topic that is brand new to the Walt Disney World universe. Today, we are going to be talking about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It is here, and it is not running away from us anywhere. No, although the line is probably snaking around the entire park. So uh, it just opened, and you had an opportunity to be one of the, really the first guests to, to ride it. So I guess give me your, just starting off, just your overall impressions of the attraction. It was adorable. It was about time that we did something that, really showcase the mouse after all it all started with mickey and there was nothing exclusive to mickey in the park so it was great to really bring that disney history to life here through the animation and the storytelling that's what started everything it really is incredible that it's taken us this long to have something that features mickey mouse as the main attraction so i guess give me give us a breakdown where did it come from disney fans know that it's now occupying the space that was formerly that of the great movie ride so where did this idea come from you know does is it tied to the great movie ride give us anything that we possibly need to know it's not tied to the great movie ride though obviously it's still very fittingly is in the chinese theater And the Great Movie Ride was there from May 1989 all the way to August 2017. So a great 18-year run. Um, I think the tough thing, we were all sad to say goodbye to Great Movie Ride. If you've listened to our shows, you know I don't do change well personally. Great Movie Ride had a huge number of casts to it between the number of people it took to operate it and pull off some of the magic in those scenes, as well as that long, long run. So a lot of people personally touched with it leaving. But I think the reality is that we know that none of these attractions appear overnight. So something that opened in 1989 was being imagineered in 85, 86, 87. And it really struck a chord with people from that generation. But I went through with my daughter and she would say to me, what is that? And who is that? So besides the scenes that were the live action with our cast, a lot of the movies didn't resonate with today's families, which is kind of sad that classics like Casablanca and singing in the rain are just kind of all out there. And for us, you know, that scene where you go through, this is Alien, Sigourney Weaver. But it was time for a change, and who better than the main mouse? So they came up with this great attraction. It, as I said, is still housed in the great movie ride, but it's really all redone. So the big thing for those of you who are Getting on that queue, as you said, it might be a little bit long in the beginning, especially early in the day, being it's new. People are making a mad dash there. The good news is that queue inside is about a third of this line that it used to be. So that's great. Okay. So so they've, they've taken space out. Is that correct? Or they've just reconfigured? They've reconfigured some of what used to be Q into attraction space. Interesting. Cool. Very cool. All right. So, so uh, well, well, I guess let's talk about the Q as a whole. Is there anything that we need to, to know going in? Is there, 
Anything that was really cool to look at? Anything that we need to know for our children? What do we need to know about the queue? I'm anticipating we're going to see a lot of that new Play Disney app interactive in there. There are some interactive photos, great little framed prints on the walls about upcoming movies that you'll see inside. And if you keep your eye on them long enough, you'll notice that they change. So looking at them at first, you think you've just got, you know, here's a poster on the wall. But they are rotating. And that's why I think we're going to see that Play Disney come in. Interesting. So they're they're banking still on the phone technology to, to drive some of it or no? They are. And I think, you know, I, I could make an argument for the phone technology either way. I think sometimes we kind of need to get off those phones and our phones drain so quickly in the park. For those of you who I'm going to kind of go a little off script here, who've been playing with your phones all day and you're finding that by noon your phones are almost dead, I've got two tips for you. Be sure that you turn off your Bluetooth if you're not using a Bluetooth headset. Otherwise, your phone is still looking for your car back home, and that's eating up your battery. And the other thing I'll say that is a great ad, and no, we are not endorsed by them at all, (laughs) is the fuel rods in Disney parks. It's $30 for a rechargeable battery. You can definitely get a better rechargeable battery and a cheaper rechargeable battery on Amazon. But the reason I love the fuel rod, it's super lightweight, and there are almost 100 machines all over property. You pay for the fuel rod once, and then you swap it out wherever you are for a fresh, fully charged battery. So in our family, we typically start swapping them out around noon when the first person's phone gets to 50%. We'll swap out our fuel rod three or four times in a park in a day. Because there's nothing worse than, A, not being able to get your next fast pass, but B, it does keep the kids busy on the queue, and then C, if you get separated at the end of the night and the phones are dead, it's a problem. So keep playing on the phones. The interactive stuff is great. Looking at your picture is great. Just be sure that you're charged and ready to go. Well, that's a good tip, but I also think that it's it's important as you're becoming a family or you're, you are a family that continues to travel to Walt Disney World. Disney is absolutely betting on your mobile technology. They're 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 working it into a lot of things that they do, so it is something that you would want to have. And it sounds like the queue at at this new attraction, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, is no different. I would say we're going to see that soon. Okay. So Let's jump into the attraction. Talk to me a little bit about the ride vehicle, right? We've spent a lot of time over over the last, oh, I don't know, a couple of years of of seeing how different vehicles change. Rise of the Resistance is obviously the, the latest thing that everybody's talking about. I know we've got uh, a little Remy coming to Epcot later on this year. So talk to us about the ride vehicle inside of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Rumor had had it, and this is why I always say to people, watch out for those online rumors, that they really were just rebranding the attraction. They were keeping the cars. They were keeping everything. This is definitely, without a doubt, new vehicles, new technology. My car danced. We cha-cha'd and salsa It literally danced. <laughs> um, so if you're expecting the great movie ride, those of you who have done it, you know you get in the car and... It's a very slow moving rides. Movies, through. movies, everyone, movies. <laughs> <laughs> no motion, super easy. This one had a good deal of motion to it. The car really whipped around. It wasn't that straight track that we had before. And as I said, the car literally danced. So 
it was moving. Interesting. Okay. I guess talk to us a, a little bit about the movie history that we go through with this ride. It really is a ride you're going to want to do more than once to catch the history. There's so much to see everywhere. It's hard to take it all in. But it takes you through the animation of Mickey and where he began. And as you enter different scenes in the attraction, if you look up, you'll see what year we're in. And we're starting back in the early 1900s and seeing how Mickey improved from late 1920s and on. And you don't totally catch that. Again, one of the things I love about Disney is the immersiveness and the attention to detail. There's little details everywhere. You could ride an attraction four, or five, six times, and suddenly you're like, did they just add that sign? No, it's been there the entire time. But there's so much to see, right. it's hard to take it all in. And the subtlety of the timing of each of the movies is definitely something you want to keep your eye out for. So that's very helpful to me, right? We are we are heading down there again on, on a trip with my family. And one of the things that concerned me about this attraction when I started to see it, and I don't really use those words often, but it did concern me, is I was very unaware of what Mickey I was getting, right? And I'm a lot like you. I don't deal with change very well. And if you see some of these Disney uh, Mickey cartoons on Disney XD or things like that. I'm not as big of a fan of that type of animation for Mickey as I am with the traditional animation. So is it fair to say, again, not having written it at all from my perspective, is it fair to say that there are several styles of animation that are represented in the attraction? There are definitely styles, but again, it starts way in the beginning. So you're getting Walt's Mickey. You're getting that original... Walt vision, Walt drawing, Walt and his incredible team of Imagineers. You're not getting today's digital XD. One thing you are getting, probably the biggest, hey, we kept it thing, is if you remember in the great movie ride, that final scene, you all went off into that big room. Multiple cars were staring at the screen and you watched little snippets from probably a hundred different movies. Right. We do end in that room and that giant screen is still there. We get a little bit more animation, but it's all classic, which I think is one of the things, even while kids are looking for new and exciting, they have that att attraction to classic Mickey. That's something that we all know. That's good. My daughter, who's old enough to recognize Mickey, my son too, but you know, she does prefer the traditional animation of Mickey. So I think that, that that's a cool thing. And I love that, as you said, we end in that final room that we did in The Great Movie Ride. It's, it's very, very quintessential Disney to not throw away the baby with the bathwater. There is still a little bit of a nod to the previous attraction there. There is, and that leads me to my one little hidden gem that I'll share with all of you, and I will tell you it is not an easy little hidden gem to find. But if you journey over to Batu to Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, it's a gift shop on the bottom, and the top is all of his contraptions that he's working on. And it is a very crowded second floor that you can only look up and see. But hidden among Doc's possessions are the doors from that iconic scene in the great movie ride where your driver gets out and goes to kind of save the world. 
those doors have been moved over to Dock on Doors. So not only do we have all of those nods to the previous attraction within the Chinese theater, but we've preserved part of the scene that we had to take out. Little things like that, you know, you do wonder, are they just things that make you and I nerd out or is our audience sitting here smiling with the smile that I have on my face as well? Um, I, I do have to ask you this question because it does impact planning. And like I said, I'm, I am heading back there in a couple of weeks too. You talk about creating fast passes. Hollywood Studios has very, very quickly, although I guess it hasn't been quickly, but it seems like very, very quickly added so many attractions that are, are tier ones when it comes to your fast pass planning. So give us some tips. How are we planning for all of these things now, especially including Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? You bet. And I think the biggest thing with Disney in general, but especially Hollywood Studios, is change is always coming. And while, yes, the tier one has gotten a little tough, there's three great choices in it now. A lot of things that if you and I were planning a trip together a year, year and a half ago were tier one are now tier two. So that's great. For those that don't know what I'm talking about when I say tier one, tier two, you get three fast passes in advance. In Hollywood Studios, you get one tier one attraction, which right now is the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Slinky Dog Dash over in Toy Story Land or Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run over in Batu. Three attractions you definitely want to get on. The good news is that makes everything else tier two. So things like Toy Story Midway Mania, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror that were tier ones are now tier twos. You get two of those a day to start. But let's go back to what are we going to do with these three tier ones? That's right. So I'm going to give the easiest answer first. If your child isn't tall enough for the height requirement (laughs) on Slinky Dog Dash or Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is your obvious choice because there are height requirements on two out of the three tier ones. For those of you who are tall enough trying to get all three, it's tough. Obviously, if you have more than one Hollywood Studios day or even more than one Hollywood Studios half day, I might look at using two days of fast passes here. As long as you're not going in March because we know the ride is new and that brings bigger crowds, what we're seeing is a mad dash to it in the morning and some times that are going down during the day. So... Pick your priority. I always say, consider your fast pass your guarantee. So for a lot of people, that is the brand new Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Grab that fast pass if you can. When you're in the park early trying to get that Rise of the Resistance boarding group, get yourself ready to head over to Toy Story Land the minute that they let you. Go right for Slinky Dog Dash. Do all of your fast passes. Have some lunch. Hopefully your Rise of the Resistance boarding group has come up. And then look to do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway later in the day as everybody else has gotten their chance to ride it. You'll see the times go down a bit. I love the perfect day that you just created there. <laughs> you know, very rarely will it happen, but it is, it is a great uh, attempt to make that happen. I think that's, that's definitely a good way to go. My, my Nana always said, man plans, God laughs, and some days that happens to us in Disney. Is there anything else that we should know about this awesome new attraction that we haven't already discussed? 
enjoy. He's the man that started it all. It's all about the mouse. So that's our wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. Be sure to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.